Uh, beautiful. Guys, welcome to our new segment called The Hot Minute, um, where we ask some hot questions. I'm going to put it forward to the boys. All right. All right, ready? The minute starts now. If two people are playing chess and one is a mind reader, and also, and then there's another person who can see into the future, who's going to win? And who would win and why? Can you repeat the question? Okay, we'll start that again. Mind reader? If two people are playing chess, yeah, and one of them is a mind reader, yeah, and the other one can see into the future, who would win and why? Me, please. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, let's hope so. Ashra. The mind reader. Why? Because he can read his mind and see the future. Wait, wait, say that again, say that again. The mind reader, because he's, he's going to read his mind to see the plays, and he can read his mind, which can see the future. So he mm. gets both powers. Mm. Ali? Yeah, but then the guy can see exactly what the other guy's going to do. Mm. Then he's stuck. Mm. This is a two question, because he's going... How about they're both the same person? There is no right answer to this question, by the way. It's one of those like so no, actually. The question? Where's the answer? Can't there be a stool in chess where no one wins? Oh, yeah, keep yeah, yeah, it's yeah, one yeah, of those paradox things because regardless of what the mind reader does, the guy who can see into the future can see what the mind reader is going to do. Exactly. And the mind reader can sort of read, read the mind of the guy and see what his next step. Can is. he manipulate the mind? Like, isn't he like you know, like you can Ooh. you know you can like evolve your does powers? Can you evolve it into changing his mind? You never know. You know also as well, yeah. It depends who starts first, actually. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Fair Dinger Podcast. We've got a special one for you guys today. Every episode's <laughs> a special one. <laughs> this one is. He's always so special, bro. Yeah. But this is going to be a special one. 100%. Yeah. 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 It's going to be better than the last one. So the topic is why <laughs> men are embarrassed to talk about mental health. But I was reading about stats and figures like mental health. Because I wanted to know like, the rate of men suffering. And I realized all mental health issues stems from one reason. That you don't follow and subscribe to Fair Dickham channel. So, so before you do anything, <laughs> all people watching on YouTube, subscribe. Well, he sucked me in, bro. And if, <laughs> and if anyone's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever you want, go to YouTube and subscribe. We'll wait. You have to do it now because you're sucked. We'll, we'll Everyone we'll, just got sucked in. We'll Let's give go. Give us some time. Give us some time. Yeah, yeah we're not going to talk until it happens. Three, so. three seconds. Two, one, bang. Thank, Thank you. And a couple more just in case. You guys have to actually do it. Okay, now, <laughs> now <laughs> on to the topic. I feel sorry for the awkward person <laughs> driving in the car. Just listening to like, I can't subscribe. <laughs> Get it straight into the episode. Give me a fine, man. Okay. So why are men embarrassed to talk about mental health? Okay, that's a good question. And why are we embarrassed to answer this question? That's the question. But I'll make it very simple for you. A lot of the things is because it'll make you the odd one out. Because a lot of the time, our boys aren't doing it. And it usually takes that first person... To be brave enough to say something And then you start to see the domino effect But usually if nobody's saying nothing You don't want to be the odd one out Who looks like he's going through something mm. And then and then the, you, like, the one who does that Usually breaks the stigma within the group Or with other boys and whatever And then usually you start to see Like everybody has some sort of thing That they're struggling with And then maybe for example You got a problem financially and the guy that you're talking to about it, like one of your boys, he also has a problem financially. And then he goes, damn, man, like I'm going through the same thing. And then, da -da -da -da. and you start to see that, like there's a topple effect. But I think it's, you can't just pinpoint one thing. I'd say that one of the factors is that, is the fact that a lot of us are scared to even like express our feelings. You to, know? Be, to be the odd one out, like you said. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't know, what's, what's, what's your I guys' thoughts I think for me, a big thing is not, me personally but i think in the community it's ego 
So guys don't want to look like the firstly don't have things under control. They aren't, you know, like strong because it makes you like they think it makes them look weak. Mm. Or I'm going through stress and I can't manage it. I'm I'm sad. I'm depressed. Yeah. I don't want to look like I'm the weak one because I know because the mates don't talk about it. You yeah. think you're the only one going through it. You know, and sometimes the ego is like, I don't want to look weak when my friends, I know that I'm going through it. Yeah. But then sometimes as soon as you take that step, you take that step, the first person to do it, all your friends you realize are going through the same thing. Because yeah. it's a common thing to go through like a lot of these type of issues and, you know, mental health issues. Strong, so I think the yeah. first thing is, the main thing is ego, I reckon, for me. Do you reckon it's also because people, like guys, don't know how to navigate their feelings? So they don't know what they're actually feeling? You know, mm -hmm. Like if a guy is down or feeling blue or whatever you want to term it, um, he doesn't speak about it or he chooses not to speak about it because he doesn't know what he's feeling. Mm. So he just covers it up, you know, because I know a lot of guys yeah, and I could say myself as well, growing up, I wasn't in touch with my emotions. You know what I mean? And most guys are like that. You get what I mean? And obviously that's the joke that goes around. Like guys are not in touch with their emotions. Or not. So you reckon it's because of that to a degree why guys don't speak about their mental health? I know, I know that it's, it could be a factor. I know that it's, it's more than just one underlying factor. And this is where you can determine the reason and da, da, da. But a lot of it, like you were saying, is this you got to uphold this bravado. And then, like you were saying as well, is just they don't really know how to express what's going on. Mm. Like, I can say that, personally, I did struggle with what Abdul Ali was saying. That in the past, I didn't really know what was happening. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know how to term or coin what was going on mentally for myself. Mm -hmm. You know? So, like, for example, you'd be going through a spell of anxiety, or you're having panic attacks, or your chest is, like, closing in on itself. And you don't really know what it is, because there's... You're not really educated on the on the situation, mm -hmm. and then what would happen is you're like, um, like what is happening? Like, am I broken? And am I like, is it my work? Is it this? Is it that? And then you can always you always pinpoint it on other things, but you don't really get to the root cause of the issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the times, I think the core of the issue is that you're not really, you're not really looking at the right thing, the right issue. There's always yeah. a root. Yeah. To the to the situation, but. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think it is, bro? You know what you remind me of right now? Sorry, just to cut in here. You know Suits, when, uh, what's his name, Harvey Specter, he gets like his first ever panic attack. Yeah, yeah, and this yeah, is yeah. Sorry to the people who haven't watched Suits yet, but Donna leaves him at one stage of the show. If you're watching <laughs> this and you're not up to... <laughs> no, bro, it's been ages. <laughs> just say it, bro, who cares? No, 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 I know bare people are not up to this because it's a bit later into the season. Where, what do you call it, Donna leaves him and she goes and works for, I think it was Lewis. Lewis. Lewis yeah. She works for Lewis. And when she's working for Lewis, what happens is Harvey's out of his mind. Do you know what I mean? And Harvey's this macho man. He's always winning and blah, blah, blah. Doesn't need nothing. Mm. And then one day he's coming back from the toilet. He's angry. And all, all of a sudden, he just falls on the floor. And he's trying to have a sip of water. And Mike Ross is looking at him and goes, what's wrong with this guy? Do you know what I mean? And Harvey, Loki, didn't know what he was going through until later on. And you know what's funny? I remember watching that episode. I'm thinking, bro, what the hell is happening to him? Mm. Wallahi, I'm telling you right now Before that, I did not know what a panic attack was I knew the terminology yeah. But I'm thinking this guy's having fizz out I don't know, he's falling on the floor What's wrong yeah, with him? Yeah, yeah. He didn't even know what, was he, what he was going through Until yeah. later on, he sees that therapist Yeah, and then they start breaking it down And he blamed, like you said, Suhail He blamed everything else Besides what the root problem was yeah. He blamed his father His problems with, I'm wrecking the show now at this point Wallahi, <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for you guys <laughs> But later on, he just realised Him and Dada had this relationship That was much more I guess deeper than he actually thought yeah. and he mm. couldn't see himself losing Donna and later on he had to come to that reality that him and Donna are no longer working for yeah. each other I thought I'd just chuck that in there but yeah. you're <laughs> right you're right because yeah. like sometimes yeah when it comes to like men especially a lot of people say that holding things in 
or pushing it somewhere else, it doesn't just go away, you know? Mm-hmm. The thing stays there. And and what it does is you either rear its ugly head some other way, mm-hmm. like for example, through abuse or through violence or through like, you know, like verbal abuse, you're yelling at people, or it will rear its ugly head through panic attacks, mm-hmm. you know? Because you're not, you're not really getting a release. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you keep pushing it in, pushing it in, and pushing it in. And J. Cole said it in one of his... Um, at one of his concerts, because mm. I think it was, I think it was Lil Peep that died or committed suicide. Oh no no no, who was it again? Who was it? Lil Peep? I can't remember, but somebody died from overdose. Mm-hmm. Mac Miller. Uh, Mac Miller yeah, died. Yeah, he yeah, died yeah, from yeah. overdose. Yeah. Yeah. He took too many pills, and then he goes, he goes like, it's it's sad that us as men, what we have to do is we're taught, even from a young age, like shh, 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 don't don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't let it out, don't let any emotions out. You don't look weak. Cry, you know. Happy mm. weak. Not even like when you're a baby, like we're, we're told, you know, don't let anything out, don't let don't let your emotions out. Da, da, da. And he goes, what happens is, there's no guide, there's no there's no real manual on how to work life. And this is from a personal perspective as well. Like when I hit 22, 18, you know, when you go through certain things and you're meeting new people or you're, you're experiencing certain things and you don't really know how to. Not really, you, I would say label, like label what you're going through, mm-hmm. like being able to. You know, pick apart, for example, I'm like, I'm like angry, like right now. I don't, I don't know why I'm angry, but mm-hmm. I'm just frustrated as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you don't really know why you're angry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or for example, somebody you say hello to doesn't mm-hmm. say hello back. Yeah. You know, why does that eat, what, why does that eat you up for like four days? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What is it that's going on that causes you? And then you realize you have a buildup of issues. With your ego For sure You know what I mean For sure You're getting sick and pushed around And da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And what happens is That was like the final show for you mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. happens is it, 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 it just It comes out It rears its ugly head in the future Through a reaction Or through um, How do I say it A certain circumstance For it to come Then you realise Oh shit There's something actually wrong with me Or I don't like that certain thing yeah. To go in And it just—it's not that you, something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You are not the problem. You have a problem. Mm. Yeah. That's all it is. There's a solution to it. You just have to kind of figure it out. But it's not like you are the problem. And nope. That's what a lot of people have to have that mindset. It's like you're not the problem. You just have a problem for a certain amount of time, and there's always going to be a solution to it. But and that's what. But I think also like if you don't come to terms with the problem, you become the problem yourself. If that makes sense. Mm. Like for example, let's just say one of you boys do something that constantly annoys me. Do you get what I mean? And I remember my. Um, my supervisor, me and her were having this conversation about this. And she terms it um, an emotional bank. I think that's the term she used. Yeah. And essentially what it is, is let's just say one of you guys annoy me or something that like, I don't agree with comes up. All right. Instead of me, what do you call it? Um, putting it, you got a choice. Basically, you're confronted with that situation. What do you do? You can either put it in that emotional bank. Yeah. Or you can confront that situation. Do you know what I mean? If you continually fill up your emotional bank, what happens is a certain situation is going to come. And you're gonna snap. It's gonna explode. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The the opposite to that is, hey, you've done that to me. I don't like that. Do you get what I mean? The problem is, to a degree, if you continually saying, hey, that annoys me, that annoys me, you become that person who's annoying. Do you know what I mean? What does everything annoy you? Mm-hmm. Do you know? What I mean? So you've got to navigate between those two things. But what I was trying to say about you become the problem is, if your emotional bank account fills up so much to the point where you lose or you get angry every single time you're in that situation, you are the problem. Do you get what I mean? And that's where you got to come and be emotional. That's where I'm becoming emotionally in touch and honesty with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Asking yourself, why do I feel this way? Yeah. You know what I, mean? I just personally don't like the term, I'm, I'm the problem kind of thing. Like, I just have yeah, a problem no, no, because yeah. then it's easier to kind of like tackle. Like, mm-hmm. we got Monique on twice. 
and the way she just explains things. So I've never seen a psychologist. You know, mm. it was never growing up. Someone just says, "Oh, you're having." See, mm. like the PT for physical therapy. If you need to, if you're physically injured, you go see a, a mm. uh, physical therapist. It's the same for a psycholo- um, psychologist for mental. But it was never a common thing to go. Hey, go see a psychologist. But I just don't like the idea that you are a problem because then it seems like it's so big and so hard to fix. Uh. But if it's like you have a problem in one aspect, it kind of like makes it smaller. You see, like Monique when she talks to us and she goes. Oh, everyone goes through that. Oh, five percent of the population, fifty percent of the population does yes. it, and all you got to do is these three things. It's like, yep. oh, yep. I have a problem, and the solution I can actually solve <laughs> in a month. Yeah. And it's like I'm, exactly. I'm actually that human. Like yeah. these things are normal. It's just yeah. I feel like the one thing we struggle as males, or I can say for myself as well, it's taking that first step, like actually speaking and saying them what the problem is. At least getting someone else's opinion, like asking Monique and realizing, oh wait, there's actually other people that deal with it, and also like. So when you start with like the step, the step one in expressing yourself, it's also like creating that balance where it's like you're not e- over-expressing yourself. You're not bringing it because if you obviously express yourself too often, then you might start you start to doubt yourself or you start to think about become like, a burden or something. Yeah, am I a burden to someone? Am, do I feel like I feel weak now? Like as a weak person, if I'm always expressing to the same person my same problem. Yeah, but see, this a is a strange f- one. Yeah, no, it's because you become vulnerable. Yeah, and a lot of the time when you become vulnerable, yeah. You feel like you're open, like there's no, there's no shield, you know. Basically, you go in a war, mm. especially when you have self-esteem to protect, yeah. Mm. So b- basically, pretend like self-esteem is the castle, yeah. Mm. And the castle you're trying to protect, you have no armor to protect it with. Mm. Now you're you kind of got, you're exposed to whatever comes at you and whatever mm. enemy you foresee. So, for example, the person you have a low self-esteem, and then somebody comes at you, and I don't know, maybe he's racist, or he says something about the way you look. And you're very, very um, self-conscious about certain aspects of you. Like, oh, I've got big ears. <gasps> oh, no. If he says that about my ears, then it's going to either piss me off, mm. it's going to really hurt me. Mm. And then you're like, bang, he says it. And you're like, oh, damn. You know? But what I mean by, what I mean by being vulnerable is, in this situation particularly, is that when you're around the boys, you don't know the reaction you're going to get mm. when you open up. And on occasions, you, you're around the wrong people that when, especially when you're struggling and you need that support and you need some sort of like release, not even relatability, you don't need somebody to go, yeah, I'm going through that too. Sometimes that's better for you, but sometimes you don't have that, yeah? But mm-hmm. at least going, okay, now, nah, bro, I'm down to listen to you, you know? Anything you need to say, get it off your chest, you know? Open open ears. Just talking. Whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm here to listen, you know? But you know what the hard thing is as well? Because I know even like some of my social groups, I wasn't there at the time, but I've heard... Like, for example, one guy's opening up, yeah? And he's his first opportu- first time actually opening up with the boys. And then, obviously, they're, they're explaining it to whoever I was, but that guy wasn't in that group. Mm. Obviously, they're talking about him, and they're kind of just laughing about it, like, as if, uh, yeah, it's just this small problem. Yeah. But then to this guy, I think it's a lot, because he broke down in the moment. Mm. And it's like, how do people deal with it then? Imagine that guy, how's he going to deal with the next time he wants to express himself or needs advice? Definitely. It's, it's empathy, but also, I think some maybe all guys kind of face different challenges in life. Everyone faces different kind of tests. Mm-hmm. So I think for us, sometimes when we've never went through that, we're like, man, that guy's just weak. He should be yeah. X, Y, and Z. This is the solution. But it's never that easy. And you might be going through a different test that he thinks is easy. But you kind of have to have, like be empathetic towards it. It's like, put yourself in that shit. Put yourself <coughs> in his shoe. Would you want to be going through that situation? Yeah. It's like, no. It's like, okay, one, me laughing at him isn't going to help. And if you're a real mate, you'd only want to help him. No, but a lot of the times, I think it's the culture that, bred within that mm. group that friendship group it is. 
Like I'll give you an example. Mm. Um, I don't want to badmouth people from my area, but people from my area are usually a lot less prone to opening up about situations, you know, yeah. unless it's like it's like a very very bad scenario, and you can understand that, like a, a death of a loved one, a death of a loved one, or something like that, you know. And even then, they don't really express it. It'd still be rare, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that cover it up and whatnot. And um, the, the the bad thing about my community, which <coughs> not really repelled me from it, but kind of caused me to like look elsewhere for close mates was the fact that you definitely know that when you open up, it's going other way, other places. Yeah. It's Someone's hearing about it that you didn't want to hear about it. Like the word mm. Amana goes out the window. Like Amana means trust. Like yeah. basically, you have entrusted somebody with something that you've expressed and then next man comes in and he goes, <laughs> he's laughing yeah. and he'll bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, like what the hell? Like what? Like, you know what I mean? You start to feel like, you know, like I said, those boundaries have been crossed, mm -hmm. and then now you're now you're you're not only hurt, but you're pissed. Mm -hmm. And there's things there that you shouldn't be feeling in this situation, but it's only happened because of you opening up, yeah. you allowing yourself to be vulnerable, letting those letting down those walls, letting that chink in your armor show. You yeah, know, it's a risk, and that's why for us men, yeah, and especially here on this podcast, us boys, we should start like allowing people to to be vulnerable with us. You know, especially our boys. Because the problem is when we don't let our boys do that, we know the suicide rates, bro. We know the suicide rates. We know the rates of domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. We know the rates of, um, of 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 like stupidity, like boys going into like hard drugs, alcohol, partying. You know that they start looking elsewhere for those solutions. And what happens is when we don't allow our friends to express that, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes there's a border. There's there's like a line. Like... The oversharing bit, yeah. Not about the oversharing bit. As an overexpressing. Like, sometimes the same situation's been brought up to you a hundred times. Mm. Mm -hmm. And you've gone to the brother, look, I can't... Like, I don't, I don't think anyone can help you solve this, but you should go see a therapist. Mm -hmm. You need to. Like, there's no other option here. If you pull the hamstring, you're not going to not go to a physio. You have to go. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. You've given your advice. That's only so much you could do. Someone else, like expert, can help more. Exactly, and yeah. and and a lot of the times, the only person that can help you is a person that knows what you're going through. Yeah, for sure. And if the person that you're talking to can only help you in the venting stage, can only be the listening ear, and you're talking to him till three a.m. in the morning outside his house, and you're hindering that brother from moving on of his life, and you know working the next morning or doing what he needs to do with his life, mm. then you have to go, okay, no, no, no. He's a legend for listening, but now I have to take it upon myself to fix what's going yeah. on. Take action. Take go to the right place. As well. yeah. Talk to the right people. Mm. Yeah? But if it's a venting situation where your mate just needs to get something off his chest, like something's bothering him or whatever, and it's not a continuous thing, then I genuinely believe you have to listen. There's no... And not a burden, not even, a, you should be happy to listen. Or you should be happy that your mate is comfortable with you enough to go, here, bro, like, this is what I'm entrusting you 100%. with. And this is like, you should see it as like, how he sees you, like the status that the person sees you in. Like, you're an entrusted person. He could have gone to anyone. And who and who was in who was the trustworthy? Who was known as Sadiq al Yeah. The Prophet Yeah. So if you want to emulate someone good, yeah. Who else is better to emulate than the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with that sort mm. of stuff? That's you crazy. know? But 
I'll let you guys go because yeah. I've been ranting. Because that, that was a good rant. <laughs> <man. Yeah. laughs> but do you reckon today, like the men of today, like us, because we're growing up, we're men now, we're not kids, you know? Do you think we're too soft? In general, like us, our mates, the people our age, like under 30 and stuff, I think men of today are too soft? I'll let you boys answer first. Uh, too soft. Be, be, like, be completely yeah, yeah, no, honest. No, 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 100%. Be completely I honest. Think, I think, and this is from my personal experience, yeah, I think the boys that I grew up with, and um, myself specifically, like like I said earlier on, we weren't really in touch with our emotions. So whether we were too hard on ourselves, if anything, I'd say we are probably too hard on ourselves. Okay. You know what I mean? And I knew growing up myself, I was way too hard on myself. And I still, people do say that a lot, oh, you're too hard on yourself. And I don't say that. Do you know what I mean? But are people soft? Yeah, but, sorry, before you carry on. Yeah. The term emotions. You coin it as a feminine term. Straight away, in your head, yeah, your what brain, are you your thinking? Brain does, yeah. I heard the word emotions and I started going, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't hear that. Yeah, but like, that's yeah. what I mean by well, like... A lot of males, when they do hear that term. Like yeah. when you hear the word emotions, what do you yeah, think about? Yeah, it's used as a, yeah, yeah, 100%. Your we're emotional, stopping emotional. We're going to talk about that soon, don't we? Yeah, but yeah. okay, <laughs> let you go yeah, yeah. Yeah. But were you developing off that point? No, no, I'm just saying basically like, like Ashraf was saying from before, when we label things in a certain way, like for example, soft, yeah? What do you mean by too soft, you know? Mm. Like, does it mean that you're... I can't say the word. But you're being a bit of a, a like little, a little, yeah. you a know? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit of a tough like term you're to... Being, you know? You're being weak. You're being, yeah. you're being, yeah. you're being weak, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And I think that there is strength in vulnerability, but I feel like when it comes to applying your burden, and just dropping it on somebody else consistently... And it's just the same burden and it's like, it's continuous and you're not doing anything to improve the situation. Mm. And the mate has helped you and told you, yeah, look, because I think there's something wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe go see a therapist to help you unclog that situation mm. and move. Mm-hmm. Then I believe that you're being too, you're being soft. Yeah. Even like the strength, like in vulnerability and strength in self-awareness to kind of put yourself in un- like dissect what's in front of you your mm-hmm. life situation but i think with like being soft it goes back to like that victim's mentality we spoke about mm-hmm. earlier about like you want to make yourself feel better so sometimes you talk to people so that sympathy oh your life's so tough yep. that's why you don't have to push yourself that's why you don't have to do this. and that's where they can be soft where it's not about having emotions it's the action after it mm-hmm. having the emotions is a normal part of life but it's yep. like, are they going to take actions to get it better? Are they going to make... Because it's, it's like hamstring, you said, like an injury. It's very uncomfortable to do the physio. Very uncomfortable. Consistently put yourself in uncomfortable situations to grow. Yep. Are people, even with mental health issues, going to put themselves in uncomfortable situations? Hmm. And then I think, because mental health isn't... Mental health is just your brain function. Is it he- healthy? How your mind works? It's not about just mental health, like depression, anxiety, and ment- mental illnesses. So yeah. I think also males today are not the strongest mentally. Mm. You know, talk about like mental toughness. Mm-hmm. They're not mentally tough, like regardless of depression, anxiety, because that's, that's normal things in life. We all go through and we have to work through it. Yeah. But in other aspects of your life, like are you willing to push yourself mentally, yeah. put yourself in uncomfortable situations, mm-hmm. like that yeah. instant gratification. Mm-hmm. That's where I think guys are too soft. Yeah, you want to... That's where the, that's where the softness devel- develops yeah. from, like lack of discipline. Yeah. Not mental mm-hmm. illnesses, but mental health. It's like physical health. Are guys physically strong? You'd give an answer. Uh, most people today aren't at our physical peaks. Yeah. Uh, same as mental health. How's yeah. our mental health? We are not at our you know, mental peak. I no. know what you mean. Because mental health 
like if there's a lack of mental health or a lack of awareness in that situation, that regard, that causes the mental illness. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of the problem is that we're not educated enough in this situation. And I think we are getting more educated, yeah. but I feel like so everyone... what's the blame then? What do you mean? Like, the is, the, is there a blame for this? Is the blame on the person? Is it blamed on the environment that they grew up in? Do you get what I mean? Like, like, like going forward, like a solution to this, or like, let's just say if someone was listening to this and wanted to become a bit more, I guess, mentally tough or what do you call it, more in tune with their emotions and whatnot. Yeah. What would sort of, what, what do you guys reckon? And obviously we don't have the answer. We're not experts or whatever. But what do you think the solution to this is to a degree? I honestly reckon like one of the factors is the environment. I would say, for example, living in Australia, like I remember speaking to my cousin when we were camping. Obviously camping was like beautiful just to take a break and actually, you know, appreciate life and all that. So he was telling me, for you being like you being born in Australia, being Australian citizenship and obviously living under your parents' roof, you're already living in the one percent. And that's that's showing like what type of easy life we live. And like already from day one, like you don't like mental tough strength isn't required as much as other countries, you know, raising up, making ends meet, you know, having to study to get a degree, like just to, like the certain um, pressure, you know, external pressure. So I feel like that makes, that's where we, you need to start like try developing mental strength with like challenging yourself yeah. with other aspects. Yeah, no, that's true. You know why? Because it was, it was something I was listening to the other day. It's like there's not enough risk that goes around in our mm. society, you know, exactly. I mean, in the life yeah. in the lifestyle that we're in. Like for example, remember when you were speaking to um, in Perth, Chief Wayne, and we were speaking the whole like the porn pornography thing and all that kind of stuff. You know why they say pornography is so dangerous? Do you know what I mean? It's you can get all of this dopamine without working for anything. Do you get what I mean? You yeah, can get the effortless. pleasure and the reward. Mm. You can get the reward without the work. Do you get what I mean? And you know how bad that it is for your brain. You know what I mean? You're con basically, you're constantly damaging it. If, if you're doing it daily, if you're doing it three days a week, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You're constantly damaging it, damaging it, damaging it, mm -hmm. and you're not putting any work in. Do you know what I mean? And that's where comparison comes into it. Do you get what I mean? Like you look at yourself and you say, I'm not good enough. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And you look at other people and all this kind of stuff, so you start comparing yourselves. And that's where, like to a degree, you know the whole thing we're talking about, people being soft nowadays. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer, our society to a degree is soft. A hundred, you know yeah. what I mean? A hundred percent, you know. And I, I, I knew this growing up, what do you call it, like second year, I'd say first year, maybe let's say straight coming out of um, high school, yeah, where before that I'd barely heard of the word depression, anxiety, or, or like mental health and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, and I think this is this is an interesting question to ask later on as well, you know what I mean? Is, is mental health overly spoken about, you know what I mean, nowadays? Because mm -hmm. growing up, like, or can it be overly spoken? I'm thinking out loud right now. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit. Yeah. After you're done, bro. But, okay. but what I'm trying to say is, I feel I feel for the people that actually suffer from mental health. Essentially, is what mm. I'm trying to say. Because there's people out there that are really, really suffering. Yeah. And then there's people out there who, for example, can't get up for work in the morning, and they go, "Oh no, I'm anxious." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they can't label what they're actually feeling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it takes away from the actual people who are suffering. Like, because there's diagnosed depression mm -hmm. and it's feeling like depressed and stuff like that. So you're saying like maybe it's overdiagnosed. A hundred percent. It's 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 a lot of people self-diagnose themselves and they really should go see a therapist. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? Because the the effects of like mentally saying to yourself, "Oh, I'm down," or "I can't do it," or "I'm not strong enough," or "I'm not this," and all that kind of stuff has effects that are like in the long run that will affect you ten times over. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And by the time a result can come through, you can fix it. It's a little bit too late. Think. You know? I think the part of the issue is the fact that it's so new. 
a lot mm. of times when things are new, yeah, mm -hmm. there's a build up at the beginning because people don't really know to what extent each thing has an effect. Yeah. Because it's still like a it's still like a, a, a developing science, yeah? yeah. So when it comes to like like the recent I'd say like overpouring of mental health situations or whatever it is, yeah. you'd see that a lot of it is a lot of it is because people are still getting used to the term. A lot of people are still getting used to the word depression and anxiety. Like they don't really know how to define it fully yet, you know? And a lot of the times there's things like spouts of spouts of depression, which are things where you don't know why things are going good for you, but you don't really know how to explain it, but you just feel bad, yeah? Mm -hmm. You just have that feeling of like sadness for some reason, even though things are going good. Like those type of things, yeah, like that's depression. You know, like that's that's what depression is. You can't explain it's unexplained sadness. Exactly, you and know? I remember. I sorry to cut you off here, but when when because I never knew what depression meant. You know, what I mean, I thought just people are down, and it's actually not even that. It's depression is so bad, and I don't know who was saying this, but a psychologist that I was watching on YouTube was saying this. Yeah, but people can't see the colors, they can't taste things, they can't smell things. You know, that's that's how down they are to the point where wow. the enjoyment of life goes away of certain mm. things. Do you know what I mean? And and I remember, maybe it would have been probably like a TikTok or something that came off of, they're trying to explain depression for people that don't understand in like a quick bit. You <laughs> know referencing I mean? a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, TikTok. <laughs> um, and I, when I listen to that, I'm just like, that is crazy. And my outlook, or my view on depression and yeah. like mental health changed. Do you know what I mean? Because think of waking up one morning, yeah. And like, I love my malawah and stuff. It's like a dish somebody's make, yeah. But you can't wake up and smell your mum's dish in the morning. You go because you're down, and pe people go through that for periods as well, and it's uncontrollable as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's, I know, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but um, I think the thing is with um, people is that we don't know when it's a bad day or when it's actual depression or anxiety, because we have bad days. Yeah. Like look at the weather, for example. I was talking to Raul a couple of days ago, <laughs> bro. Look at the weather. The weather is never sunny, like always. You know. Mm -hmm. It's not consistently sunny. In it's Darwin it is. The sun, huh? In Darwin it is. They rain too, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah? And it, like nothing in this world is ever consistently one way, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, with life, you have to understand that ups and downs mm -hmm. are given, mm -hmm. you know? Regardless. And if you want to go down the din aspect of things, you mm -hmm. know, in religion, God tells you, I want to test you, you know? There's trials, there's tribulations in this earth, For you sure. know? And when it comes to those trials and those tribulations, you can't be upset at... You can be, how can I say it? You can be, it's like, you can obviously be, like, um, going through it, you know? Yeah. At the beginning. But you have to understand, like, like there's a heads up. There's always a heads up given. Yeah. So you have to kind of, like, find a way to create that self-awareness mm -hmm. shield, yeah? Like, a shield of self-awareness where you, like, you're switched on. All right, I'm not feeling the best today. Yeah. Yeah? Say, for example... I'm I'm not having the best day. It's not really unexplained sadness. Let me go try something, yeah. So you gotta have like a routine. Yeah. Maybe maybe coffee is what hits, <coughs> you know. I like that idea. That's good. You know? Maybe yes. Yeah, 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 I was just gonna say yeah, like having those go-to routines because I know, like certain people and that they pl they feed into their emotions. So like obviously it's like you gotta differentiate between you know, actually being depressed or just having these like low normal feelings. Like you said, it happens mm. like the weather. So that's why when you create these routines, it's like you can actually trick your mind and actually realize, okay, it was just a normal feeling. 
but my day's getting better now. Yeah, exactly. Just, those exactly. little things can change. And the routines keep you grounded as well. You know what I mean? Like if you're really, really having a bad day, yeah, but you get some sort of enjoyment from, I don't know, like waking up in the morning and making a bed, for example. I don't know who does. Yeah, you're pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. But if you get enjoyment from those little things and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, regardless of how bad your day is, you're still level to a degree. You know what I mean? And keeping yourself at some sort of um, consistency, mm. essentially. You know? Yeah, and I think um, like educating yourself in what like those factors that are possible in like fixing those emotions, like whether it's nutrition, whether it's sunlight, sleep, and all these things. Because what are yeah TikTok as well. I'm gonna say TikTok as well. Yeah. Uh, you see all these videos, people saying like a list of things to combat depression. Like, obviously, I, I've I figured it out. Like, let's just say six months ago. And but I keep seeing it because people are starting to recognize it, and once they do, they want to tell the world because mm. it, it could be life changing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like That's the true. more people educate themselves with these factors, you know, having these go-to routines and actually challenging themselves, mm. and and understanding yourself as well. Yeah, I think 100%. that's probably the most um, pivotal thing you can do, like understanding what affects you, what annoys you, your sort of routine, and like what personality type you are also helps as well. You, you know, you know what's helped me. Yeah. Like personally, whenever I've had situations where, um, for example, uh, experience like like I've experienced something and and it's flared up in my face and I'm feeling a type of way. Google what you're feeling. Just Google it, bro. Don't do that. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. You can go both ways. Probably get like HIV or something. Listen, like that. listen, listen, listen. No, no, no. Just like, like take no, these no, tablets. No. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Yeah. Like say for example, um, I don't know. You're just you're always angry. I'm so. You're always pissed off Or you wake up on the wrong You know what I mean Like Sometimes googling it Yeah You read different articles And that You laugh it off Bro y- By the time you finish Finding the answer <laughs> You don't really want the answer anymore. You're giving up on What happened you I'm all good anymore, Relax you know? None of this is me Yeah yeah, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying mm. Yeah So and, and a lot of the times and If you do look for an answer And you find the answer You've kind of got some things To combat it now For sure You know Like they give you Practical solutions mm. to, 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 uh, to counteract What's going on But I think a lot of the times what we don't do is we don't try to educate ourselves. And what we're trying to do is we're just trying to promote uh, looking for the answers, mm-hmm. self-awareness, so that yeah. when it comes to the next time you experience the same thing, you've got some sort of like routine, like Ali was saying, mm-hmm. where you can break it down and you can go, yep, okay. Usually what happens when I don't wake up good or I didn't have a good sleep, I just need a coffee. <laughs> when I get a coffee or I get some water in me yeah. or I go for a workout, Bang, things change. The The sun starts coming out, you know? Mm. Not the coffee bit, but the sleep thing, yeah? The sleep thing is one thing I learned in lockdown that's very, very pivotal for how I feel in the day, you know? Because I, mean? I remember like lockdown where we just sleep whenever, whether it be in the middle of the day and whatever time at night time, yeah? I remember I used to wake up and like, I had all the time in the world to get things done, but I was never in the mood to get anything done. Do you get what I mean? I felt lazy. I felt like I just didn't want to do nothing. And I was confused about that, you know? And as I found out, like, later on, and then obviously studying intermittent fasting and then the effects of, like, the circadian rhythm, you know what I mean? That our body clock is constantly working in this sort of routine, releasing hormones that it does in the morning that it doesn't at night. Do you know what I mean? Like, the serotonin that it produces in the morning doesn't get produced at night as much. Do you know what I mean? Or the melatonin that puts you to sleep at night, to a degree, doesn't get produced as much in the morning. You know what I mean? And if you help fluctuate that with what you do externally, you know what I mean, in terms of sleeping at the right time, you know what I mean? Not using your phone, I guess, to, to for a certain degree. Say again. Drinking your water. Drinking your water, all that kind of stuff. I spoke about before. 
Oh, yeah. a, a, oh, it helps tenfold, bro. Mm. Helps. Ten. Jordan Peterson's book, that's what he starts with. Yeah, and he always speaks about this when he when he diagnoses his patients as well. Lobster. He asks, no, not the lobster bit. The lobster bit, that <laughs> chapter ends with, guess what? It goes serotonin. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Because that's Chapter the whole—that's yeah. the whole idea of it. But then he goes, when you first thing in the morning, he goes two things that will help you to have a better day or whatever, or if you're feeling a bit blue to help break that mm. down, is getting some sunlight, obviously, because the effects of sunlight and the body, yeah. And the other thing is having a good breakfast. People don't eat. He goes, the amount of patients that I've had, yeah, who have come see me and say I'm depressed and whatnot, never ever eat. Mm. They stop eating. Mm. Do you get what I mean? And your body, because obviously serotonin, when it gets broken down into a smaller molecule, yeah, comes from food. Do you get what I mean? And we're not getting that source of serotonin from nutrients. Yeah, and I feel like something you can learn from that bloke is also he's somebody who diagnoses and he he, he tries to help cure people's mental illnesses and you know all that sort of stuff. And um, he he went through a spell of mental health issues himself recently, you know. And then just like if you look at him and you see what he went through. You're like, this guy should already have the, the key, the guidelines to everything that's going on, you know? Mm. He should already be able to break he it down himself. He was mentally incapacitated, though. No, but what does that even mean? As in, like, like he, he couldn't have diagnosed himself because the effects of what he went through, like, he wasn't, like, mentally functioning, no, essentially. But what I'm saying is, like, if that tells you that that guy there, who yeah. has probably, who should have the most self-awareness in the world, yeah. is teaching courses on how to take himself out of situations like that, yeah. then he should, then, then you shouldn't be too... To down on yourself if you do go through a spell like that. Yeah. What yeah. I'm Anyone saying is that everyone's human. Yeah. Everyone goes through stuff. Sometimes things affect somebody more than like mm. other things. You know, like yeah. you mm. might you might um for example you might hate being um like losing a spouse for example yeah. like say sh you have a divorce maybe a divorce affects you more mm -hmm. than uh, me mm -hmm. and then maybe losing a loved one affects me more than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like situations test different people. You know. And different people's experiences reveal things to them, like when it comes to what they can handle, what they can't handle, and mm -hmm. what they're hurt by the most, and what they're not hurt by. For example, yeah, if you say a, like a bad word to Ali, yeah, mm. like for example, if you bag him about being a vegan or something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> he's not a vegan. I'm <laughs> he's a vegan. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> if you bag him about being a like a vegan, for example, yeah, yeah, and then. And then uh, he gets offended by it. But then you go around telling him, yeah, but if you called me, I wouldn't care if you begged me about something. Da -da -da. Yeah. You can't really you can't really label him like that. You no, know what I mean? It doesn't work like that. Yeah. yeah so that's, it's that's like insensitive. It's like like everybody has their everybody has their their their, their shortcomings, everyone mm. has their downfalls, everyone's a human being. Yeah. Just it's okay to be have a bad day. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay For to have sure. a shit shit one, bro. You know what I mean? So it just Yeah, I get you, I get you. But what I was yeah. saying about the Jordan Peterson thing though was his situation was unique in the sense that, like, it wasn't because he was feeling down and all of a sudden he's, like, he was going through, like, some sort of mental illness, yeah? He got sick because he stepped on something, like, some sort of, like, poisonous thing. And then the, the drug that he had to use in order to get over that poison, yeah, affected his mind. Do you get what I mean? Is this legit? I, I, know know I never heard yeah, this. Yeah, 100%. I he was, yeah, he was... He I heard that his wife died. Oh, his wife was like, like she, was, she was very, very, very ill. Very Ill. He was very his daughter too, or something. No, no. So his wife was ill. Then his daughter broke her leg. Yeah, and then so those two things were happening simultaneously at the same time. So he was already at a bad place. Then he went on some sort of retreat to this place, and then he ended up stepping on some sort of plant. Yeah, out in the outback or something like that that he got poisoned from. 
Yeah. Mm, and the, the 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 drug this is the bit that he should have known, in my opinion, yeah. The drug that he took, which was a benzodiazepine, had effects on his brain. You know what I mean? And there's with drugs when you're taking them, there's a certain period they tell you to take them or else you can get dependency for them. He took it longer than that period. So he developed dependency oh, yeah. for that. Do you get what I mean? And in order to get off the drug, he just started all of these pitfalls yeah. and he ended up going to Russia and whatnot. Obviously, that's situational, but there's a guy named Johan Hari. You guys should all suss him out. Yeah. He talks about mental health and depression and, and like the antidepressant story of how it came about, the real cure to depression and stuff like that. Obviously, it's his perspective, but very, very interesting. I'll send you some of his TED Talks. Yeah. I love listening to him on mental health. But I wanted to go back to what you said before about why when we use the word emotion, we use the word soft, mm-hmm. we use the word mental health. The first thing we jump to is like females, you know, and that's why we're talking today about also bringing the idea where men suffer from it as well. Obviously, maybe it's more diagnosed in females because there is percentage where like I think 40% of men and 50% of women. So it's more common mm-hmm. in women. Also, like we don't talk about it. So I wanted to bring it up. But why do you think those words, those terms we straight away jump towards females? I think it's just like how the society, like how females more brought up, and yeah, no, but then also like like so how it was mentioned <laughs> before, how like we've been raised like to not really show emotions, and like if you do, it's like it's rare. It's like oh, what do I do? And because w- I feel like it seems like uh, I wouldn't say majority of the males, but a lot of the males were like late to the party, like to understand what mental mental health is actually exists in our lives. I I, bl- I agree with Ali. I reckon it's social conditioning. So when That's it comes word, yeah. to yeah, no, sorry, <laughs> no, 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 I was trying <laughs> to think about it. That's I just read on his yeah, but it's social <laughs> conditioning. I think throughout <laughs> the ages, yeah, I think basically what happened was, you know, like oh yeah, man up, yeah, don't cry, you know, that's that's what girls do. Don't be a little girl. Don't be a little b i t c h. You know, all that sort of stuff. You know, those sort of. Sorry, cut that out. <laughs> but anyways, anyways yeah, <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is, I'm referencing yeah, like the fact that. Whenever, like, like maybe our parents or our parents' parents and our parents' parents' parents, and all you see, like, it's something that's generational now. Now, it's just something that's passed down mm-hmm. through generations where it's a common, color. It, it is what it is. Men don't, men men aren't supposed to f- express or let it out or, or do you know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to be tough, you know, toughen up. Oh, you hit your head on, no, it's all right, but you're a big don't boy, cry. you're a big boy, you know, get up, you're okay. And um, like I was saying, I'll reference that J. Cole thing again, yeah? It's like, you see the baby crying? Oh, shh, it's okay. Mm. It's all right, calm down, it's all right. You're, you're a big boy, you're a big boy. Say that and you hear that. and It's like, you don't understand, you're you subconsciously conditioning a, a person. You have to be that way now. You know what I mean? And not to be too soft and whatever, because I genuinely do believe that when it comes to males and females, there is a disparity in... in, in, um, in um, emotional intelligence you know yeah like but um I, I i reckon that yeah a lot of it has to do with like social conditioning and, and men and women are different let's just let's put that out there they're completely different so How? like biologically like biologically How? tell me <laughs> like for example the brain <laughs> no serotonin and all that <laughs> yeah, but even just their brain like they're they're dual functioning they can use two sides of their brain at the same time we can't can that's, they? What, that's what they talk about like multitasking Damn. multifocusing you know they're more because of that so what happens is in our in the male brain, there's the emotional side of the brain and there's a logic side of the brain. Yeah. We can't put them together at the same time. So we use logic. That's why when someone s- says you're hurt, it's like get better. When someone says you're sad, <laughs> say don't be sad. Yeah. Yeah. They use they can. That's why they can word their emotions. 
Because mm. one side is logic and wording, and one side is emotion. So they're able to identify it quicker. They're able to cope with it. They're able to talk about it. That's why us, we have a struggle with explaining our emotions because different sides of our brain. Mm. Yeah, I guess. So that kind of thing. There's yeah, a very, I read an interesting book about it, and I was just what, like, Which book is it? Um, why yeah. men don't listen and women can't read maps. That's actually the title. That's a good title. <laughs> Yeah, it's over there. Yeah, but it was just interesting because it just <laughs> spoke about the brain, how our biology is different, mm. you it's know? And it's that kind of thing where it's like women or females are more emotionally inclined, in tuned, which emotional intelligence makes you easier to get better and cope with things. Because mm. they un- also, I think females know how to, um, them talking with each other helps the situation. Yeah. But guys, unfortunately, talking doesn't really help that much. It just kind of like identifies the issue. But then we still have to do so much more to kind of go with it. We need practical solutions. Yeah. We need steps. We need. But then some talking about it, they're yeah, like, yeah. "Thank you for listening. That helps so much." Yeah, if yeah, you listen yeah. to me for three hours, I'm like, "Thanks, but it was a nice gesture, but it doesn't solve the problem." I know what you mean. I know yeah. you mean. Hey, well, like pr- practical things, solutions. Yeah, yeah I, I think practical solutions. That's a good one, because I think like also with guys, like you know how you said girls tend to speak about it more. Guys find avenues to express it. Do you get what I mean? Like guys might go to the gym to go express it. Do you know what I mean? They might go lock away in their room and play games the whole time. Then I go play basketball, soccer, mm. and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? And it's also interesting with like girls as well. Like, if you ever try, like, when they ever try making you open up to them as well, like when they say, like, "Come on, just tell us what you're feeling," all mm. that kind of stuff. Bro, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Don't ask me that yeah. question. It's interesting because you know what happens when people get married. Yeah. The w- uh, females they feel better by talking. Yeah. Guys feel better by they say going into the cave, going by themselves in seclusion dissecting the issue and s- making it a, like a solution in the head and then coming out and they're like mm. they feel good true 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 so because of that females are like talk talk to me about it talk to me and i'll make it f- i'll make you feel better but the guy just needs his space and then yeah. he comes back and he feels better so because of that it's a bit of a you know that's what sometimes like you be t- i'll be talking with my sister or my mom and they're telling me an issue and i give them the answer that a lot of times they females don't, wanna don't want the answer yeah, yeah. they just want to be heard <laughs> and that's what it is so when you kind of understand that yeah yeah i know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas guys look for the actual answer in yeah. that. That's crazy. It's interesting, man. Oh, that's very interesting. Mm. There, was the, uh, there was a book about, the, I think, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Yeah. It's like one of the best like relationship books made in like 1990. And it just Is talks that actually a good book? Yeah, very good. You like it? Yeah, there was a marriage guy who we were about to get on. He goes, that's the that's the one to get on. That's the book. Yeah. Yeah, very, very good book. I know it's a highly I popular one. I should have recommended it in the marriage app. Yeah. All the keen people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know people that before they get married, they've tried this reading that book. Yeah, I actually like purposely tried reading it because yeah. apparently it helps with your marriage. I was like. reading it and then I'm like, the title turns. <laughs> What's the point? I'm not going to use yeah, it. I'm yeah. not going to use it at home. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. a good point. That but book and the five love languages. That's good, Gary Chapman. Yeah, they turned me off. Oh, you I thought you said. Scary on door, man. You heard what he said? <laughs> no, no, leave okay. it, leave it, leave it. Go, go. Now with <laughs> men's mental health, what do you think causes it? I reckon social media is another. Th- okay. I think mental health in general, not specifically to men, but also to both in female and males. A lot of yeah. it is due to. I can lead towards males because we at least have experience yeah, with yeah, that. We're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. Like but yeah, like though we're speaking about males, I still want to make it clear that like same conditions can apply to women as well. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? The women can talk about it, bro. Don't about them. Let them talk about, about it. Yeah. I'll give them a logical boys, answer. Anyway, okay. <laughs> 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 so you think social media plays a part? Oh, hundred percent, bro. Think about it. Yeah, like nowadays, like. Bro, as humans, we're not conditioned to absorb all the information that we do. You know what I mean? I remember having a chat with my mate about this, yeah? But, like, you ever scroll through, like, Twitter, um, Instagram, or something like that, and then 
you get to the end of your scroll and you don't, you don't recall one thing that you actually scrolled past. Do you get what I mean? On Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say Twitter? Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but have you ever like been conditioned to the point where like you go and swipe, 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 and you get to the bottom and you might not even recall one Instagram post or mm. one actual tweet. But in the moment, you can remember, like, if you go back to your likes or something like that, you've liked 10 of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I reckon that is another reason why. Because as humans, we're meant to absorb, like, a certain... It goes back to the mindfulness conversation that we're ha- having. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, like, boredom stimulates creativity and all that kind of stuff. Our mind can only process so much information in one sitting or at one time. And we've just put it to the point where it's just crazy. So when it comes to, like, a situation where we're feeling annoyed or angry, down, blue, whatever you want to name it, like we can't actually come to terms with that because there is no mental clarity whatsoever, mm. you know, because our mind has processed so much information prior to that. Mm. You yeah, get what right. I mean? But besides the whole scientific version of this stuff, yeah, give us an honest opinion on why. No, that is uh, well, no, that's no, my no, no, but actually give us something else because there's more than one reason. I know social yeah. media, hundred percent. That, that didn't even. Th- when I think of social media, I think we got Monique on. We spoke of a comparison. Yeah, yeah. She goes, comparison's been around since when she was a kid. But it, then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, people in front of me in class. I said, that's completely different though because we don't compare each other from eight to three at school. We go home, mm. we s- we p- they post something on their story. Yeah. They post a photo of their PM, travel. Yeah. You see people 24 hours a day or like, like you see a post 24 hours a day whenever you're on your phone and it's like you're always comparing yourself to someone else. Mm. So you always see the highlights of someone else's life, which is the comparison. Yeah. But the second thing on social media is it makes you feel isolated. Because I remember like when I was off social media, I was off for six months, a year, nothing affected me. My <coughs> friends did their own thing. I didn't even care because like, you don't know. I go back to social media, I see my mates eating out. I'm like, they didn't, they didn't message they me. Didn't yeah. 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 And then someone goes on a trip. Mm. Some They go camping, they're on a holiday, road trip. I'm like, oh, they didn't invite me. And that is where it's not even like comparison. It's like you see that and you're sitting on your bed. You're sitting on your desk and you're like, oh, I'm alone. They're going having fun. And that's mm. the part that affects mental health mm. because it makes you feel isolated. Because sometimes when you don't know, like, you know, if you don't know, you don't know that you don't know. Yeah, 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 that. yeah So yeah. it can't affect you. You're not going to start feeling yeah, bad yeah. like my friends are going out because you don't know they're going out. Mm. Yeah. But as soon as you figure out, oh, they're going out, they're eating here, you're going to get invites like, damn. That's where social media, I think, kills people the most. And yeah. see, what are the things you're seeing of these people? You're only seeing the good things. Mm. The rewards, whatever they're doing, they in the times they're enjoying themselves, they're like, they're happy. You don't see the other sides of like how they've had to work hard enough, let's just say, to get to that point, to get to save the money to go overseas, all or like whatever it is. Like you don't see all the struggles people go through, and that's where when you c- you can't really compare yourself because you that don't. Goes, that you goes down to the whole thing of like the information that you're processing. Yeah, you don't need to know all of this stuff. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's it's as simple as like you're probably going through right now, not seeing much like when you are because like, you're currently off social media and that. Yeah, I need no memes. Say again. I need no memes. <laughs> no, Deras, he actually yeah. probably only knows. It, and like we didn't even invite him last week. When we went to eat. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, bro. And guess what? I couldn't give it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I think so. Before that, Ali, when you were gone, I think we asked, "What do you think causes men's mental health issues? Is it physical health? Is a Social media, is it like religion, is it isolation, friends? What do you think causes like one of the big, bigger reasons for it? I think for men, it could be isolation as well. Because I know a lot of like the boys in my area and stuff, it, it's not a bad thing I'm saying. So um, like they'll, they'll go to certain places, you know, social gatherings and that. And even if they don't want to be there, but they're just going for the sake of not, want, like not wanting to miss out. 
you get it? So it's like Oh you're talking about like FOMO? Yeah. Yeah. So also not wanting to be alone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's like they kinda want to do everything else everything what everyone else is doing. So I think that's one thing where it's like because for half the places like I don't want to say half the places, but some of the places they go, it's like I know you don't want to go there sometimes, but it's like you just don't want to miss out. You want to feel like you're part of something. You know, you got purpose. Yeah, that's one thing though. I think. You think financial plays a part? You think is that, is that from personal experience though? I want, I want to just touch on that. Is it yours from personal experience? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll say personal experience. I've noticed that with some of my friends, but like it hasn't been an issue with me. But I've just kind of observed with other people and seeing how they are like needing to feel like you're a part of something, mm. and like you got this social group or you got a lot of friends. It's like a big deal. Get the show off. Have you seen the same for yourself? Or? I'm, I'm only going to talk from, from personal experience here. Yeah, and I, I want you guys to seriously touch on it from personal experience too. Um, but I believe it's an accumulation of things. Obviously, it, it's financial, physical, mental, everything. Everything that you guys are talking about. I don't think there's no wrong answers. But I feel like if we're going to put an umbrella over everything, I feel like it's the lack of self-awareness that we have. You know, Nobody tells us that we have to be switched on whenever we're feeling something, to be able to find the root cause of what's going on, mm. yeah? Like I was talking to you from, like, like we were saying from before, like uh, you wake up bad and you didn't have a good sleep, you know, and you're in a pissed off mood, you don't know why. Now all of a sudden, yo, I hate people who cut me off in traffic. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Like, um, um, if you, what do you mean cut you off in traffic? Like, that's not that big of a deal, you know? Mm. Like, it's something you can move on from, nah, bro, but I can't get over it. You're losing your shit now. Now you, you don't know what's going on. Now it's affected your day. You know, mm. and then you know what I, you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, like yeah. the problems like stack on into their mind. What's the word you always use? Uh, uh, Compartmentalization. <laughs> yeah, it needs a shout out in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, come on, just say it, just say it. <laughs> I can talk from personal experience. Like, I haven't really. I've went through different types of obviously like things in my life and different experiences, different mental illnesses, but recently. Huh? Obviously, like in life, you know, you go through certain tests, you go through certain traumas, you okay. go through certain experiences. Gotcha. It was just know? the wording, the wording. Is uh, sorry. I've been through mental, different mental illnesses. Yeah, like different like experiences. Yeah. Like it wasn't gotcha. like I was diagnosed for three months and this is happening. Gotcha. You like felt certain things. Yeah. yeah. And you can obviously, uh, when you know the terms, you can kind of be like, yep, I went through that for a certain amount of time, but you just mm -hmm. didn't know. But then recently, I actually, I've had a lot on my plate recently. Mm -hmm. Like a lot on my plate. And because of that, sometimes you feel overwhelmed. And I feel like for the first time, I think it was like last week, I felt I was writing a list of all the things I need to do. Mm. Obviously, you don't have to do everything. In life, sometimes you can't do everything. But there were so many things that were all urgent. And they call it like this first order, second order, third order consequences. Like if you don't do something, what's the consequence? Yeah. Is it like a, oh, you just send the message, I'm sorry. Or do they all have big repercussions for a week or two? Mm. They all had big repercussions. So I had to like... And because of that, like, I started getting overwhelmed. My heart started, like, coming in. My chest started. And I'm like, okay, it's interesting. First time. But yeah. mm. because I knew, like, it wasn't life or death, I was, I could just, I could, You're in my situation, every situation is different. And depends it, yeah. on what that is. Like, it wasn't external. It was all internal. It was yeah. really, if I wanted to, I could ax all the things. And halas, for two weeks, I yeah. take the consequences. But I was like, whoa, my chest started going in. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And I wanted to, I wanted to just say, Hex everything. But then I didn't want to have the consequences. So I was mm. like, okay, let me try to like do a to-do list and just try to push. And because of that, I pushed and I pushed. And like all these days when I'm doing all this stuff, I push. But you realize how much things you miss out on. Yeah. yeah. Do you get it? As an enjoyment? 
now like there's so many other areas in your life you're missing out on so sometimes you might push too hard in one area that a lot of other a lot of other areas are not giving a talk to mm. okay. and that's the main thing like but i was feeling very overwhelmed you know like i was getting actually stressed out and i couldn't even like function properly you know like my brain was going all over the place and i couldn't think like you know like in salat you start praying and your head's everywhere yeah, just every single task you did you're thinking about the next task yeah. and every single time you're about to sleep you're like but i have so much to do in the morning and you could list 10 things you need to do every single day and it's like subhanallah you know it's a dunya bro yeah i think you have to yeah like you were saying from before just taking time out to be bored bro mm. and and one thing for me that's worked is that when those things are running through your mind and they usually they might they, they run on an idle mind shaitan's a bastard man Mm. He comes at the right time. The right time for him is when there's an idle mind. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of shiuch, they recommend staying busy while you're young. Yeah? Because especially now, when your brain hasn't matured and you're going through a lot of stuff, yeah, the best solution for those situations is to stay busy. Mm -hmm. To move away from the issue. Yeah? But I would recommend the opposite. You know? Like, if you give yourself an idle mind before you go to sleep, listen to the thoughts. You know? Listen to the and in one of the Headspace um, documentaries or something like that, that. I don't know what it is on Netflix. Netflix it's a series. Yeah. The start he begins with talking about how the way. Imagine the thoughts running through your mind are like traffic on a freeway, on on a road. Mm. And then basically, you want the you want to slow down the cars. You're not going to be able to slow them down. No. If you try to slow them, they're going to run you over. Do you understand? Yeah, you so it's better to look at them from a bird's eye view, and to make sure that everything's in order. Yeah, let them run past. Like for example, you're having a self-defeating thought. Yeah, like say, oh damn man, I'm never gonna be able to get big on YouTube or whatever. It is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like we're, we're never gonna get, we're never gonna get fifty thousand subscribers. Da -da -da. Okay, you done? Okay, I hate now. You know, get out of here. Mm, yeah. Piss off. Like no kids. You know what I mean? You have to just let it run its course and laugh at it, because we know in the end of the day yeah. we have no control over nothing. No, you yeah, know? for sure. We have we have no control over anything, yeah. Mm -hmm. And even if, say for example, you, you you did have to do those things, and all those things were on your plate, can you guarantee waking up the next day? No. Like death is the destroyer of pleasures, but it's also what it's the destroyer of your responsibilities too, because mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. things that are on your list they don't exist if you're dead. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. gone. It's done. You know and. That's something that one of, um, I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people, if they implement before they go to sleep, yeah, they realize, bro, these things that are running through my mind now, yeah, if I die right now, which is a very big possibility, they don't exist. So I'm not even going to have to worry about them till tomorrow. For sure, for sure. What am for I sure. doing? What, yeah. are, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know? That goes also hand in hand with the idea, like the analogy that you used about the traffic here. Yeah, you can't stop the traffic, but you may be able to slow it down. You may be able to slow down your thoughts. You know what I mean? And I think one thing you can do is like just being grateful. Yeah, being grateful and having gratitude really, really helps. Mm. As in getting up in the morning and just understanding the fact that you are blessed. You are part of the 1%. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Or like your day isn't as bad as it really seems. You know what I mean? And obviously like who am I to say like it, is, it isn't as bad as it seems. It is bad what you're going through. Like let them run. Yeah. Feel those emotions. Yeah. But understand that like, yeah, it could be worse. You know, it's one of those to things. To be grateful in the meantime. Yeah. Do you guys have any stories about you? Anything comes to mind? Not really at this moment, but I feel like it's going to come. I'm one of those people who's like, as like as much as like I keep myself busy, 
I'm all for the idea of trying to be free as much as possible. Do you know, I don't recommend being busy personally. Do you know, I mean, I think it really, really doesn't help because, like I was saying on, I don't know, one of the episodes that I was probably waffling, yeah. But you know, the whole idea of you keep yourself busy in one aspect, then in another aspect, like let's just say, like fading, come on, busy. Mm. Then at uni, that I'm busy. Then with my family, that I'm busy. And uh, but you can only be like a hundred percent with certain certain things. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you can't be a hundred percent with every single mm. thing. You know what I mean? And what happens is, like, it's a double-edged sword. And I think that's what I said in the last episode as well. It's like, you're trying to fix one problem, but what happens is you actually create problems for yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I felt it this week, like, when we're getting up, like, how many epi- how many times did I struggle to get come to a gym sesh? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was lacking in sleep in one area. So I'm like, oh, should I get up? Yeah, get up early to hit a gym sesh. Yeah. Or should I go get some sleep? Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, which one should I do? Yeah. If I hit the gym sesh, it would be a good start to the day. But I don't want to get up in the morning. I know that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I know that if I don't hit that gym session in the morning, yep. I'm not going to hit it at night time because I'm too busy in the day doing other things mm. that I can't. And we're doing that challenge at the moment as well. So I have to be in bed by 12 a.m. anyway. Yeah. You know? So there is no time in my day. Mm. But then I also feel like I'm missing a part of my day. Do you get what I mean? That's why sort of like, that's why to a degree for the last two days, and I've just started gym again, I've allowed going to the gym for the two days. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because it goes back to the whole the priority list of things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At the moment, yeah. getting this episode done, you know what I mean? And also taking care of my mice in the lab, yeah, is a bit more important than the gym. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And then prioritizing those things. Because what happens is if I go 100% at the lab, this, that, you know what I mean? Bro, I find it, and this is personally speaking, yeah, sometimes I say to myself and I take on certain opportunities. Like the other night, I went out with a couple of my mates. I'll be honest, wallah, I didn't want to be there. You know, and I was just sitting there and I'm like, not nothing against them. Like, well, I love you guys, but I didn't want to be there in the terms of physically. Blokes, sorry, physically, I wasn't there. You know, this is the guy I was talking about. This is the I was talking about. I rated them. Your audio, your audio. Um, but it was more so like um, in my head, I'm thinking, man, I just want to get to bed. Like mm. I'm tired, and also in my mind, guess what? I'm also thinking about the other million things that I got to do, and I don't get overwhelmed. See, this is the thing. Like, and I'm. It's a gradual process as well, because it's okay. You can open up. Nah, relax, relax, relax. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that. Like in terms of when I say like overwhelmed, it's like I just do it for the sake of I just go through the motions and all that kind of stuff. You know, what I mean? that is probably a reaction of me being overwhelmed, and I just probably don't know it. Yeah, it's probably yeah. a coping mechanism. Yeah, that's probably like that's what I'm trying to say. You know, yeah. and what would help in that situation? This is me just venting and <laughs> giving myself. Nah, get it. Self, go, go ahead, bro. Giving myself self therapy. Got all day. Yeah, it's more so just like canceling that one thing that you can actually sacrifice. So you can have that, like that mental clarity. I would love to actually enjoy my time there and not thinking about going away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I get this a lot of times, like Abdullah Lol, like you're a bad texter. Do you get what I mean? And I, wallah, I'm a bad texter, 100%. But I've accepted that being yeah, a bad you're better texter. Than me. Huh? Way better than no, me. I reckon I'm worse than you. No. Certain people I like, I think I like you. That's probably why. Huh? Certain people I probably reply quick to. Oh, okay. Why? How are you about Texter? You just revealed your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I might little oh, this out. But uh, going back to the texting thing, this is a conversation, and I put on my close friends out there. I don't know if you guys saw because you guys have social media, but like um, my cousin from the UK, like like I connected with her. There's a long story, yeah. But basically, like I met her her dad in Somalia, blah blah blah. Then we just found out they were fam, blah blah blah. Anyway, going to the story, I got in contact with them. Me and her talking, and she's in the UK, and our time zones are a bit different. And I'm trying to chat to her on the phone. Yeah, and then after I didn't speak to her for a whole week, you know, because in the back of my mind I'm saying to her, I'm saying to myself, hey, reply to her when it gets to night time because that's when she'll get up, you know, because obviously Australia we're down under, it's opposite side of the world. Mm. But by the time night time comes, like my mind is in so many places 
that like I'm actually not thinking of her. Then until I get the text and she said this to me, she goes, oh, you're that bad of a text. And I've heard that consistently. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, bro, am I really that bad of a reply? And I know that because like even in the, like the, the chats that we have and all that kind of stuff, like I could be better. Then I'm thinking to myself, why is it like this? Mm. You know what I mean? Coming to the situation. Yeah. And it's because my mind is in so many places physically. Yeah. yeah. And also on socially as well. Do you get what I mean? I'm at, I'm at the stage where like I think I need like a social detox off of social media just so I can come back to that zone. And be in control. Be in control of my situations. That was a you know tangent. The, you know the <laughs> thing. Yeah, well, like, I, 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 I ran oh, through. What was the conclusion? You just expressed all the places his mind. See, this is what happens, guys. Yeah, You vent and you get vulnerable. No, no, and no, guys no, like no, this, no, no, right no, now, no, no, tell you you went on a tangent. Guys like Swahil. All I said was, that's it. I was trying to make it lighthearted. Hey, guys, guys out there that get vulnerable and stuff, don't vent, man. Nah, <laughs> it's because of guys like this. <laughs> just don't, no, go, just don't nah. go to Sue, simple. <laughs> no, no, but listen, 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 listen. I actually want to conclude that, yeah. <laughs> you actually yeah, real quick, real quick conclusion. I'm what I'm trying to say is, like, yes, Wahel has a point from what he said, like how some people say, keep yourself busy and all that kind of stuff to a degree. Yeah, um, coming from someone who does keep themselves busy and is constantly busy with certain things, it might not help, you know what I mean? With certain people it does, and certain people it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Find out what works for you, you know what I mean? I know for myself, when I do go on a period where I'm on my own constantly, yeah, it's probably not the best thing in the world. Do you get what I mean? But then for someone who, that is the best thing in the world, keeping busy might be the thing for you. So find out the thing. It's that balance, essentially. Look, but go. I want to I wanna, I wanna switch over a question to you boys. There's, um, there's this idea that we have that we know what we are and who we are and we, we try to like move things in our lives to fulfill that kind of identity, you know? Like for example, Ashraf's productive and he does affirmations and stuff like that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> is a scientist for some reason. He knows all about serotonin. And mice. And, then, and mice. <laughs> and, then, and then Ali, Ali is just... He's a vegan. But no, no, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah? <laughs> what am I saying? Yeah. Like, what am I saying? Don't worry about it. Me mama just... Did you say listen, chest listen. What I'm saying what? is... <laughs> what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is... Listen, listen, listen. Bring back to the topic, yeah? For mental health reasons, yeah? Do you believe that our ideals of ourselves affects our mental health? Yes. So, for example, you... Are like, like I'll, I'll actually, I'll talk about myself, for example. Me, growing up, always had in mind AFL player, AFL player, AFL player, AFL player, AFL The next player. Basha. You know, Basha wasn't Basha at the time, but... Okay. You know, yeah, maybe the next Basha, if he's listening. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, yeah... And then all of my thi- all, like all of my whole work in life at that time was all surrounding that, you know, like it was all like making sure that I'm aligning my identity with that expectation, you know, the expectation of myself to make something or to become something or to be that person, you know. So when you don't fulfill that, like for example, people are talking about how oh, I'm married by 25 and I'm gonna have two kids, I'm gonna have a good job that pays well, and da and things go to shit, like as as life does because life never goes to plan nothing goes to plan yeah? yeah how much do you think that affects you guys in your own lives when for example Ashraf you have a list of things you want to do mm. and you can't really get to them you yeah. know how does that affect you mentally do you think that because you couldn't do that it kind of like it, it, it kind of makes you feel like you're not what you think you are there was, there was a couple of questions in there we'll go with the first one you said does your ideals that you create for yourself 
affect your mental health? That's that a pretty idea, yeah. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll go that first go question. That one, yeah? yeah. Well, actually, do you guys want to take away? Do you guys have an answer for that? No, go for it. Okay. Um, I think yes, a hundred percent. I think the one of the best things someone can do for themselves, yeah, one of the best things a person can do for themselves is form an identity that they are happy with. Do you know what I mean? So it's like self-contentment, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you know what I mean? Um, so then later on, like the whole thing about comparison, when you're around other people, you don't feel like you're an imposter. Do you know what I mean? Or you don't feel lesser of you. Do you know what I mean? Be being around other people. All right? That's why identity really, really helps. Because if it goes back to the whole thing you were saying earlier on, yeah? When you were saying you might be around other boys and that ain't you. Do you mm -hmm. get what I mean? And you feel lesser than them. Do you get what I mean? And then you say to yourself, why do I feel like this? And you might come back home and feel a bit down. Mm. Yeah? That's the first after that question. Then the second one was... Yeah, I, I want you to just basically explain, like, <coughs> for yourself, when you've gone through something, yeah? Mm -hmm. That's, like, and you've, you haven't lived up to the, your own expectations. So you've had an ideal thought of yourself, like, Abdul is the type of guy who goes to the gym, who does this, who's going to have this body, who's going to look like this, who's this productive, you know? Yep. Like, you haven't, you haven't achieved what you set out. You know, like, does does that apply to you? Like, do you feel like that affects your mental health or can it have an effect on your mental health? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%, 100%. I feel, obviously, I'm a goal-based person. Do you get what I mean? So if I'm not achieving my goals or the ideals or the expectations that I set on myself, obviously, I feel down. But down to a degree, but it, it's two-way street, yeah? Down sometimes, but also sometimes it actually further motivates me, knowing that I can be that person. Do you get what I mean? Um, yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, you should have asked it in a more open-ended nah, question. No, it's fine, it's fine. I, I understand <laughs> it in the sense of, see, the first thing is self-awareness, identifying who you are. You mm. might identify yourself as someone who, for example, I say I'm a reader. So I don't, I, that because I am a reader, even if I don't read for a day, I'm going to go back to it. Mm. So I'm not, I'm an athlete. Even if I don't train, I'm going to go back to it tomorrow. So it doesn't really affect my mental health because it's not affecting my identity. You know, obviously you have off day, not off days, but you have days off. Yeah, yeah. You have some, you know, whatever you do, sometimes it's like you know, like an arrow. It gets pulled back to go further. Yeah. It one step back, two steps forward. So it's not gonna really affect my mental health. Like I went to Sydney recently. I did a week. I think I read once. It wasn't the end of the world. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, it depends on how, if you can identify yourself. If you're self-aware enough where it's like, doesn't matter if I take a month off, I'm going to come back, it won't affect your mental health. But if your identity isn't, if your foundation isn't concrete, if you don't really know who you are, what your strengths, what your weaknesses are, it's easy to find cracks. It's yeah. easy to make cracks. You know, it's like, oh, for example, uni. A lot of people won't study for an exam and because they'll start stressing and stuff like that. But if you have a foundation like Tansel spoke last week about studying early how to study memory techniques and you start to enjoy it you're going to just do it either way yeah. you're going to do assessments early you're going to do whatever like i never did assessments early but <laughs> it's one of those things like it's a part of your identity with all these things even if it wavers for days it's not going to affect your mental health too much mm. you know at least for me personally speaking because it's not changing my identity it's changing my actions mm -hmm. identity doesn't change um i'll say it's like in the past when i was like you know, you're fixated on this sort of identity, like not footy for you, but s soccer, <laughs> another sport. Like, I would, I would really like, you know, try my best to like. I'm playing at a certain level. I'm aspiring to, to obviously, you know, make a professional. That's like the that's life the goal, dream, yeah, exactly. Goal, yeah. And obviously, like um, in soccer, like there's so many levels to it because it's like overseas as well. 
and all this. You see people your age on social media, you know, making it in Europe and all that. And then once like it comes to those stages where it's like you start to realize the gap of the opportunities like shrinking. Yeah. And then it's really hard to take it in, like, because you don't know how to deal with it. And obviously you're like you're trying your hard in your mind you're trying your best. You yeah, know, you're training hard, you're doing whatever it takes to like get to that level. But then once you start to ex- once I started to accept like, you know, these opportunities as like shrinking over time, it, it was really tough at the start. But then once I, s- I think what really helped me combat it was like self-awareness. And it's like, is that really the life I want to live? Because I started to think like, it's weird, but then I started to think about the lives like professional soccer players actually live. Yeah. And thinking about like their balance of, you know, social life and all that. And I started to actually accept it like, okay, it actually could be better for me to, you know, play like play soccer as a leisure and then, you know, balance. So you have to change your identity. Exactly. I had to alter my identity in, the, in, a, in a good way. Mm-hmm. So obviously, y- you also think like, okay, Allah put me in this situation because maybe he doesn't want me to be there. Cause maybe, my, maybe I'll lose my identity in Islam, like as a Muslim, yeah. if I was to make it professional. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, we'll leave it there because I think we've, we've uh, abused your guys' ears enough. <laughs> Look, <laughs> last thing before you head out, if you're a person who's gone through trauma, who's gone through anything, yeah, you've got holes left in your in your soul. You know, that sounds deep. Bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got holes. Don't fill them with people. No pun intended. Don't fill them with things. Don't fill them with materialistic stuff. Mm-hmm. Turn to your Lord and also go look for the issues. Go find the deeper root of the cause, inshallah. Definitely get on a part two. Yeah. We'll make it as soon as possible. Comment below if you want to share your situations. We're down to hear it, inshallah. And please, if you disagree, you agree, you anything, yeah. let us hear your thoughts. We're down to hear it, inshallah. I want to add one last thing as well. Yeah. Just because, guys, people do have like mental problems and suffer from mental health, not everyone does. All right. If you don't suffer from any of those conditions, don't go looking for them too much. You know what I mean? It's the same thing if you go search up your symptoms on Google. Like if you're injured or something like that, you'll find out that you've got some other condition. So. Yeah. No, we, well, what I'm saying is, yeah. Yeah. Go to somebody who knows what they're talking about, a therapist, and yeah, let's release that stigma, boys. Yeah. Take and care. another thing is, it's uh, it's just our opinions today. That's all it is, you know. Yeah. We're just four guys chatting, Having you know, about experiences through life. Yeah. So remember to <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, and share it around, guys. Enjoy. Thank you.